Files Attack, a weekly podcast where four movie fans test the limits of their friendship. I'm Lacey, here with Mella, Josh, and Rashad. Before we get started, please take a moment and like, subscribe, and follow us on whatever platform you're listening on. Find us on social media at Cinephile Attack and give us a follow. And if you do that, you can request a movie like mm-hmm. today's episode. Hey. Hey, we'll get into that more later. Uh, hi, friends. How are we today? Good. Been watching good? anything? Yes. Yes. Watched an absolute banger of a movie yesterday. What is that? Chippendales Rescue Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, that was so good. It's I, really good. I do want to see this, surprisingly. I it's really just do see fun and obviously... If you watched four seconds of the trailer or you just assume it's just an IP dump like a lot of movies are, but they do it. They do it in a way that is going to be compared to rightfully Roger Rabbit. All the IP dumps have a purpose. I mean, some of them are Easter eggs and for fun, but like they're not all just there to dangle a shiny thing in front of you. It's really fun. And the animation style is so cool. Like you have everything from classic hand-drawn animation to claymation to cgi to live action and it's all at muppets and it's all integrated seamlessly like it all looks like it should go together like it is a cohesive world it's so cool yeah um we saw that that sandy sandy bullock joint with channy tatum lost sitting hey you know not everything's a win not everything is a win did you see it or did you start it? We started it. And then what happened? <laughs> Fucking knocked out. <laughs> Not just like me and Rashawn, like a group of people knocked out. Yeah. And then I'm like, hey, let's just finish it. We already know how it's going to end, but let's just obviously finish it. It's just, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. Like, you know, Sandra Bullock's never bad. That, that wasn't the problem. It was just like the pairing of them two... The writing was really bad, but how was um? Who you, you know who? <laughs> <laughs> Josh's boyfriend. Oh, Brad. <laughs> how was Mister Pitt? Honestly, I said, why not? It just be him and Sandy. Like Hell he yeah. he can play anything. We he's never he just, really he can still play a heartthrob like a like right. a novel cover model. Absolutely, but he was good. He was yeah. in there for a split second, did what he needed to do, and fucking bounced. Signed that check, brought Got it out to the there. bank. <laughs> Got, Got out of there. Fuck out of there. Uh, I saw Alex Garland's Men. The yeah. critically panned Men. I don't think it. The critics panned it. Uh, it's got a cinema score of D plus right now. Yeah, that's that's audience. That's not. The oh, critics. that's audience. Okay. Yeah, that's the audience. The audience panned. Yeah. Men right now. <laughs> I I liked it. But I totally get why people do not. 
behind the scenes, we almost did this for an episode. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> Judging by Lacey's first watch of Annihilation, mm. I don't know how that episode would have gone. But I, but I am glad to see it. I, this is, I think he's three for three still so far with me, um, as far as movies he's directed. Um, his writing stands for itself. He's been writing forever and ever, so it, it's worth it. Jesse Buckley is incredible. Uh, Papa Sidu from I May Destroy You, Rory Kinnear is also in it, and I'm doing the thing that I hate where I don't talk about the plot, but. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, it is worth it. It is worth watching. Is it worth watching in the way of like the new Scream is worth watching? Or is it worth watching in the way that Malignant is worth watching? That's a good question. <laughs> oh, man. That well, I'm biased. But um, it's in the middle, I okay. think. It is very heavy-handed in what it's saying. And it is all metaphor, which is kind of perfect for today's episode. <laughs> but um, take that however you want to take that. Uh, if there's one thing you can count on, it's that if a movie has a low audience score, Rashawn's going to dig it. He's going to love it. He's, He's going to be it. up in them fucking seats. You hear me? Up in them seats and up in them cheeks. You understand? I, I say this all the time. I love a big swing. I will always appreciate a big swing. <laughs> yeah, you do. Quit it. <laughs> I finally watched Zola. It's available on through Showtime on Prime. Um, I'm throwing ass. Yeah. I'm right there with you. See? What do you think? Hot. I'm nervous. What do you um, think? I loved it. Okay. <laughs> I loved it. I loved I loved that it felt like it was being filmed through like a 90s 2000s filter Mm -hmm. um i loved all of the costume design and the makeup the acting was seamless and phenomenal coleman domingo is that his name Mm -hmm. holy fuck unreal crazy when he switches it up on you terrifying (laughs) inside the car absolutely terrifying like any woman has put themselves in that situation, like mentally yeah. and emotionally. So to watch it play out on screen is horrifying. Yeah. And in the wrong hands, that dialect could come off bad and laughable, mm-hmm. but you don't even register that because you're terrified. Because you're so scared. Yeah. And it's, both of both of the women in great. it were just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Absolutely yeah. phenomenal. I, I don't I didn't even have words for it. I still don't really have words for it because I th- I think literally all I said was that was wild. Uh all right. So today today's a special day because it's a listener request episode. And that is always a really awesome experience for whoever gets reached out to. I got a really sweet message on Instagram from Dave Ramsden Art. So they sent me a very lovely message on Instagram basically saying that we have the exact same taste in movies. And they requested that we bring on another Miyazaki film with the hesitation that uh, I always feel on my episodes that, you know, we love these movies 
so much. So it can be a little scary and uh, a little heartbreaking <laughs> to bring them onto the pod. But they mentioned a movie that I was already considering bringing on the pod. So, oh boy, for Dave Ramsden Art, what are we fighting about today? Dave, can I call you Dave? He's not here. <laughs> Me? Sure, sure. Yeah. We just watched Miyazaki's Howl's Moving Castle. From master filmmaker Hayao Miyazaki, the director of the Academy Award winning Spirited Away. That is ancient sorcery. Quite powerful, too. This summer, experience the epic tale of a young woman transformed by a mysterious curse. That's really me, isn't it? An enchanted moving Howl's castle. Moving Castle is a 2004 animated fantasy epic written and directed by Hayao Miyazaki based on the book by Diana Wynne-Jones. It has an all-star American voice actor cast of Emily Mortimer, Gene Simmons, Christian Bale, Lauren Bacall, Billy Crystal, Josh, Josh Hutcherson, Blythe Danner, and Rashawn's favorite, Jenna Malone. I'm banking on that today. <laughs> Howl's Moving Castle is the story of a young woman named Sophie who is cursed by an old vengeful witch. Her only chance of breaking the spell lies with a self-indulgent and insecure young wizard named Howl and his companions in a walking castle. You guys, what more do you need to know about this movie? It's Miyazaki, so already we have the most beautiful animation. Probably This is probably my favorite Miyazaki score out of all of the films that he has, and it's such a great story. We love a book to movie adaptation. Um, I have never read Howl's Moving Castle, but especially after this watch, I'm, I'm really wanting to add it to my list. I think this is one of the more linear storylines that we get from a Miyazaki film, and I'm hoping that that kind of helps my audience today a little bit. Yeah, I just think this movie is whimsical it's magical utterly sweet and I just every time I watch it I fall more in love with Sophie I fall more in love with Howl with every character in it our last Miyazaki film did not go well for me um and I'm very nervous today but the last time we did a Miyazaki film Spirited Away go listen Rashawn you said you liked Howl's Moving Castle. Are you a liar? <laughs> or are you my friend? Yes. <laughs> I don't like that. I said it. I said what I said. I do. I like it. It's funny that you were listing the cast and you were listing my girl Jenna, who I do love. She's fantastic. However, because of what happened last time, I did not watch the English dub. Version. 
I literally said, bitch, did we watch the wrong one? Because none of those people are in the ones we watched. You watched it too, Mella? Yes. Twice. We probably should have discussed this. No, this is great. This is perfect. No, I love it. I love it. Because part of my issue with Spirited Away is that I watched the dubbed version. And that created that disconnect that I horribly articulated. This helped. I watched it subtitled. And I, I like it. I'm, I did not lie to you. I do like this movie. To quote my girl um, from earlier in the pod, a bitch was lost in the sauce a little bit. About halfway through, I think things fall apart maybe halfway through. And fall I, apart? You they said, come together. Whatever. I know. I know. Whatever. We'll talk about it. But you said this is like the most linear, and I think this is like one of the most messy of his films. But I don't think that's <clears throat> I don't think that's a negative. Almost like I said, halfway through, I kind of almost wanted to turn the subtitles off and just watch it because I feel like that's the biggest strength of this movie. It's just kind of getting lost in the world building. Um, so a plus and a negative is that the world build world building is so insane that you kind of just the story to me kind of falls by the wayside. Again, to reiterate from Spirited Away, I do love all the moments of Ma. I think it's just really moving and great. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Octavia's like, cameo what was... What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I legit was just staring like... <laughs> what? Josh, Josh and Mel are on my... Both, and they're just like... <laughs> I was with you. I got it. You idiot. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so I, I loved all those moments. Long-winded, as always, but I liked it. I apologize for what happens in the next hour if I turn on you. I'm sorry. Lord. Yes, I'm a liar, and yes, I'm your friend. The post credit scene of Howl's Moving Castle is Madame Suleiman uh, recruiting Ma to join the king's <laughs> army. Like, Are you guys mad at me uh, or something? <laughs> Josh. Mm-hmm. This was uh, only a second watch for you? Right? Yeah, like I know I had seen this, but I didn't really remember anything. I don't even know if I watched the dub when I first saw it. Like this was maybe one of the first Miyazaki movies I've ever seen. Um, and I knew going into it, this is my least favorite Miyazaki movie. By how much? I wasn't sure. We watched the dub, which you guys are missing out. Billy Crystal's in the fucking dub playing That's Calcifer. why I was so confused when I saw Billy Crystal. <laughs> In your name right there. I was like, what? It's incredible. It's a perfect choice for Calcifer. I don't know what you're talking about. You missed it. Um, so the baby Josh Hutcherson, come on. So I'm just stalling. Um, so this is still my least favorite Miyazaki film. Saying that, it's the same way that like Pizza Hut is my least favorite pizza chain. I'll still it's still fucking good. Howl's Moving Castle is my least favorite Miyazaki movie, but to me, it's still a really, really, really good movie. I will somewhat side with Rashawn that there's a it gets a little sloppy, not sloppy. It gets a little convoluted. I'm gonna say three fifths of the way in. Why are we doing fractions on a movie podcast? Say Lost in the Sauce, Josh. If you can't ha- if y'all can't handle three fifths, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know. What Say that lost is. in the sauce. It's half or nothing. No, I I didn't get lost in the sauce. There was just a lot of sauce. I was like, mm. okay, 
Can I get some? Uh, can I get a little more noodles, please? I just wanted you to quote Zola. Continue. <laughs> I don't want to be mean to Zola, but I don't know if Zola invented that phrase. Go. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all that to say, I don't know if this is the review you were hoping for, but I really like this movie. I I'll take it. I'll take oh, it. Oh, that was a turn. Yeah. What? Damn. What? Well. <laughs> I, <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna fight Lacey. I'm gonna fucking fight Josh again. What do you mean? I said the no. whole time. Lacey, that, go. I mean, Lacey no, 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 what? no, what? What? That's what I said. It's my least favorite Miyazaki movie, but that's like saying Pizza Hut's my least favorite pizza chain. Josh Whisperer, he didn't like it. No. Go, well. I didn't love it. That's the difference. Spirit Away, My Neighbor Totoro, I love those movies. Okay. Kiki's Delivery Service, even, love it. I liked Howl's Moving Castle. That's the difference. Domino's, love that shit. Actually, I think Papa John's Can might be my least stop. favorite. You're like, you're dominating now. Stop. Mella. Yes. Kill me, dead. Lacey. I know. Do it for so, Dave. What's up, Dave? Um, I like this one. <gasps> I like it. It's gonna it's gonna be okay with me today. <laughs> what the fuck is happening? Are you ki- <laughs> are you kidding me? We're in the multiverse of madness. Hold on. <laughs> Why can you not accept? <laughs> Hold on. I didn't say I loved it. I said I liked it. <laughs> Listen, I was ready to have my ass torn open (laughs) i think if you would have now i've seen this one before again i didn't really remember much of it so i am counting this one as my first watch i watched it twice i just don't know what the fuck was happening in spirited away and i don't like feeling like that and in this one i did is the word linear are we using that today where it was a very linear story it was romantic. There was a lot of metaphors that I understood. I didn't have to search for the metaphors. They were just in my face. Again, I've said this before. I'm a very simple gal. Just show it to me. I'll get it. We don't have to fucking dig deep, dude. <laughs> I do have to agree that it does pile on heavy towards the end. Because at one point, I was like, we are time traveling now. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. I don't want to be that. I do want to be that guy. The story isn't entirely linear because there is some a little bit of time travel. Right. But, I mean, okay, it's linear but- up until that point, And then we're like, oh, is it not? So I guess linear in the sense that it's just like the a storyline. Right, right, right. Like, yeah, I, think, I, don't, I don't think the time travel Because we don't know where. Linear. We don't I'm know there's time travel. It's, like it's more like a flashback than it is like a. Well, she affected the past. She talked to them and they responded and they found her because of it. Can I talk about that really quick? Because it's very sweet. Yeah. She falls, you know, away and she says, find me in the future. And the first thing that Howell says to her in the alley is, I've been looking all over for you. Ah! It's so sweet. That's a very rewatch rewarding moment for sure. Mm Yeah, so I feel like this one was better. Hey, 
I, you know, I don't, again, well, I don't think laughing. these are for me. These are not me? for me. Yes. These are not. I'm, la- I'm laughing because I'm slowly losing my mind. But Rashawn it's okay. cannot handle, fathom, understand that this is not, like, we're not piling on Lacey right now. I don't want to pile on Lacey. I, yes, you I, do. You always do. Okay. <laughs> this is how it starts. This is how it starts. <laughs> Explain then. Explain yourself. No, because <laughs> I always get the label literally today on Instagram or fucking social media as a bully, and I did not. And I'm just like having a crisis of faith. <laughs> just be a bully. Own it. It's fun. <laughs> also, shout out to Janeth who is one of, she's been listening to us forever, and she interacts with us so much on social media. Oh, my God. Hey, Janet. We really appreciate you, Janet. Thank What's you. What's up, girl? What's up? <laughs> you, have, you have broken me, Janet. It's not even your, not even your episode. You she's broken like, yes. Me. Finally. Okay, so I, I guess let's just go start to finish. Because, wait, I think we can all agree... I think we can all agree the beginning is pretty good, right? Everybody enjoys the establishing of Sophie in the Yeah, hot I like shop. that it's quick. Come on. That's not a diss. That's not a diss. I just like I don't think like because of these types of films, like there's so much to get to. Like there's a whole journey, there's a whole falling in love that I don't need like this huge world building at the beginning it's like okay she sees a witch you're old let's keep moving you know like that's Mm -hmm. fine let's go i will say it's uncharacteristically quick miyazaki is known for having ma in his movies he's like he's a very patient filmmaker the moment when she's handing when they're making breakfast and he's like hand me those six eggs and you just watch it she's just handing him (laughs) eggs one egg at a time just cracking the egg one at a time like that's like someone that's so assured in their filmmaking. It's like, yeah, you were just here. We're making breakfast. You're going to watch these eggs get made. So like how quickly Sophie is established and then how quickly this world of magic is established. Two minutes flat, legit. Like you see the castle, there's like this parade and then you meet Howell in the alleyway all within like two to five minutes. That's quick, especially for Miyazaki. And I think it's done perfectly. Um, the, yeah. the curse is laid on Sophie within the first 15 minutes of the film. Yeah. So you're presented with this protagonist, and then you have to get used to her in a very <laughs> different way, which I think is really, that's like one of the coolest things I think about this movie is that our protagonist isn't young, beautiful ingenue the whole time. I don't know. To me, I think that's really cool to have your audience, especially children, bonding with an older woman <laughs> as their main you, character you're sort of forced this sounds kind of harsh but you're forced to fall in love with this character based on her per- personality and her mind yeah. instead of like her her delicate features that are usually drawn in in especially in japanese animation which is really cool looking at the story overall Character-wise, as linear, I feel like Sophie starts as a very meek, people-pleasing, quiet young woman, and she becomes this self-assured, confident leader 
at the end of the movie. She's the one leading everyone, you know, through getting Howl his heart back. So I think that's a good... Okay, that was a <laughs> deafening silence. No. <laughs> I I don't. I didn't take that reading of it, but I don't disagree with it. I I feel like she starts off headstrong and kind of stuck in her ways. I think she's the oldest of all her sisters. I, don't I think. I don't. Uh, it's hard but, to tell. But I feel like she's already that kind of leader and, and doesn't have anything else on her mind except becoming a hat maker and, and all of that. And I feel like the journey is her realizing that that's not all there is to life and falling in love. But that's hmm. that's just my interpretation of the, of the story. I like that, too. I think yeah, I like that, too. Yeah. See? That's why I was... Aw, <laughs> you guys are friends. <laughs> you fucking bully. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so where does it get lost in the sauce, then, for all of you? Okay. You want to hear a story about how Mina's bitch fell out? Um, <laughs> Everything's just related to <laughs> Zola. Everything's Zola, Zola, Zola. There's just, um, there's no rules. And that's cool. I don't mind that. I don't need to. <laughs> like, I don't know how or why she turns old but then kind of becomes young again when she starts to fall for him there's no rules for how the magic works when it doesn't there's water comes out of a wand like it it all just happens and that's cool because it's not like there's one rule and then none there's just no rules at all it's all it hanging out on a vibes but when you get to the third act it's kind of like a free-for-all and that's when I'm I'm lost in the honey mustard, you know. Yeah. But that's, ugh, yeah. Honey mustard's great. No, no shine. Okay. No. Ranch. Different episode. Uh, uh, no. Um, if I had to get lost in the sauce, I'd probably do buffalo. Ugh. Sweating. Lacey, what does it mean? <laughs> what the sauce or? No, get away from the sauce, bitch. They gonna keep talking about sauce. <laughs> Well, Rashad, to your point, if there are no rules, then I, I feel like everything works cohesively towards the end of the movie. From, I'd say, about two-fifths of the way into the movie, um, <laughs> where... <laughs> or four-tenths. We're shifting portals on a door and going to different areas based on the color on the door. It it is. It's a free for all. Yeah, and and that that is visual and it's clean and I get it. They click to a different color, different world. Don't need any more than that, and you don't get it. But with all the other stuff, like oh, we have to go to see Solomon, and and she has this vendetta against Howl, and she's gonna turn him into a monster if he gets angry. There's just like a lot of ingredients. And I don't know what dish we're making. You know what I mean? Because there's also a war. (laughs) Great. I love it. Tasty. But there's also a war going on. And I wish we were with Hal during a lot of that when he just flies off. And he's he's whooping ass. Whooping ass and stopping the war as as a eagle bird. Black eagle. I don't know. Um, (laughs) Ah, yes. The majestic black eagle. (laughs) (laughs) 
Black Eagle Bird. They <laughs> need all three. <laughs> Y'all took cough medicine before this, didn't you? <laughs> I, I smoked a little bit. Uh, <laughs> you did? He's like, it's just something I do now. <laughs> oh my god, I'm shocked. It was a few hours ago, but I, it might be like hidden. Might be an hidden. hour ago. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's just, like, there's that going on, and then um, the uh, House of the Bitch, which, what's she called? (laughs) Witch of the Waste. The Witch of the Waste. waste. (laughs) Bitch of the Waste. She she has her thing. She's getting older. Markle's there. Calcifer's there. Like, there's, they all have their separate things going on, but I don't know what to focus on. I, I don't know. I just... I, I feel like I sound like a fucking idiot. No, I'll, I'll, you, <laughs> no know, you here, don't. You don't. I'll, help, I'll also help you be a bully. So, for me, there wasn't, there wasn't like a... At this point in the movie, I don't know what's going on. There's just a handful of moments that I was like, this could have been cut, or this needed more explanation, or like... I, I said this to you while we were watching, and I still don't really understand. When they took Calcifer the Flame out of the house, the house collapsed, and they just went right back in. I still don't really understand what the main goal was the first time around. Do you remember that moment? When she was cleaning? No, like near the end. They take him out. Didn't she take him out because she like accidentally poured water on him? No, she poured water on him after the After, After. okay. Okay. She took him out. The house like collapsed on itself Mm -hmm. and they went back in. And they're like holding him, right? Yeah, and I don't really understand why they did that. And then, I thought they were like running to safety because the war was getting closer. I and think there were, like, so. Bombs dropping. Oh, and I th- okay, so maybe, and then that's when they went in and like formed new portals. So I think they were closing the portals that were already there. Yeah. Sure, Lacey. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then I love Turnip Head. I love the Scarecrow character. So cute. Love but him. it was just like, and he's over. Like the moment. They started to, resi- like, they, the moment they acknowledged his story, it was over. Like, I liked that. I loved that. It was the, the end. Uh, drip feed that a little bit more to me. I don't know. I guess, how do you figure out what his curse is without him speaking? But No, I love Turnip Head, and I love, I, I love the subversion that she doesn't end up with him. That even though he's they're supposed to be true love because it's true love's kiss that breaks the curse. I love that she doesn't then, oh yeah, I do love you, fall in love with him. Like she sticks with the person that she's fallen in love with over this, you know, however long it's been with Howl. I wish there was less Witch of the Waste. I just hate that hoe. <laughs> I like, love she's, her. She's so undeserving. Like, And maybe this is just me if I was Sophie, you are not getting on my fucking airplane. I will kick you <laughs> off this airplane right fucking now. I'm not feeding you. I'm not housing you. Like, I'm old. There were what? a couple moments where I was like, okay, I get it. That's showing Sophie's kindness and her pure heart. But it's also like... Like, you made me old. I'm pissed. No. And also, I don't, I'm not going to hug you to have you drop Howell's heart. I'm not hugging you for that. No. I'm I'm calling you grandma now? No. 
It's a no, dude. I'm sorry. I guess I love that it, the whole movie, even the end, feels like if you asked your your niece or nephew to tell you a story. Yeah. And they're just like, oh my God, so there's this castle and it moves and there's a flame in there. But if you take the flame out, that's the, that's the guy's heart. And then like, oh, wait, 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 wait. we got to go back. So I guess in that aspect, successful? <laughs> It's an interesting way of looking at it because that's exactly kind of what it feels like. That's how it feels. And then they're like, oh, wait, I forgot about like Turnip Head. He comes back at the end and then he's like, he saves saves everybody. And And then then... he's in love, but not really in love. And you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. So (laughs) Uncle Uncle Rashad is lost. (laughs) Lacey and I had a contradictory feeling about the ending of Turnip Head and how, you know, minds change or hearts change. Lacey found that very sweet and kind and endearing. I did not, uh, because he said, hearts change, I will be back. He basically promised to come try and break up Howell and Sophie. Well, she he can do that, because Howell's gay. Next question. Oh. What? Howell is a messy gay who lives for drama. Oh, my Let's God. I'm getting here <laughs> for it. I'm here <laughs> for it. State your case, Rashawn. This bitch said... Here's a curse. Um, clean up my house. I'll be back. I'm going to the club. Flies off like an eagle. Comes back mad every night. He's gay as fuck. <laughs> what does that okay. make Calcifer then? His little May-December relationship. Like, that's my little boy. He cleans the house. Oh, my <laughs> God. Calcifer? Come home and take care of <laughs> The flame? Oh, Calcifer. Calcifer. Yeah, not, not Markle. I was not talking Markle. about Markle. Not Markle. Um, Calcifer. Calcifer is like his... It is so... Like his pride. His gay pride. <laughs> so, no, okay. Okay, wait, wait, wait. So we're t- no, okay. Hold on, hold on. I'm with you now. So we're talking about metaphors and themes. So, like, is, is Calcifer his pride that's stuck in the house in the closet? So finally, when, Cal- when Calcifer is released and the house is gone and... Howell's out of the house. He's out of the closet. I don't think it's his sexuality. I think it's his masculinity. Oh I'm my half joking, what? but I'm also half not joking. Because this is he's a man in this time, this fictional land, and he's called to go to war. But he doesn't want to fight a war because he sees it as pointless. Pointless war. I mean, didn't he write this because he was frustrated with the Iraq war? The invasion of Iraq, I believe. That's why my well, the, there's the book, know. but I don't know. Okay. Probably, yeah, he adapted it, but the I, I don't think the anti-war stuff is in the book. But Hal, as a man, has to be drafted into a war that he does not want to fight, and there's a woman waiting at home for him, growing old while he's away fighting wars. He's gay. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Wait, I thought for sure you were going to reference. The scene when he, he his hair gets dyed. Me too. And he comes, he runs down. <laughs> Are you panicked. kidding me? Have you ever seen a gay guy react to a bad haircut? <laughs> <laughs> he, what's the line he says? He literally says, "I see no point in living if I can't be beautiful." Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's in the sub, but that's in the dub. And then he, he gets wants all to be a tall, blonde, blue-eyed twink. He's gay. <laughs> Then he gets all mopey and sticky, and they have to like clean up after him. 
That part is yucky. Yikes. Or? Or he's gay. Or what? And spent the night in West Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> no, Rashawn, that's what I said. He gets mopey and sticky. <laughs> <laughs> but then, so why is he kissing on Sophie at the end, though? That sweet, sweet moment on, on the little porch. I I think their love is not, not that it's not real, but it's it's a young love. And like they they don't know who they are yet as people, I I think. I think Hal is like 80 years old. Yeah, but isn't well, that like 10 in fantasy? You know, people are like... But Sophie's only I saw, 18. Did you see that fucking uh, meme with all the Lord of the Rings ages? Yeah. yeah. Right. You didn't know that? Aragorn's like 88? No. Yep. It's fucking disgusting. What? <laughs> it's so disgusting. I, I was reading like through the thread. Anyway, I, I he's probably magically very old, but like as a person, he feels... <laughs> Why? <laughs> Wait, Aragorn or Howl? So are we still talking about Lord of the Howl, Rings? Okay. Howl, Howl, Aragorn Howl. is part elf, I was right. So I, I think they're both in the spoils of war. You know, they're just like wrapped up in everything else going on. And they're like, well, it makes sense that you're a man and I'm a woman and we should be together. I think it's deeper than that. I think it's, especially for Sophie, I think it's deeper than that. He just seems so not in love with her the way that he she's in love with him i think he's very distracted throughout the whole movie i think there's a lot i mean he is impersonating how many different people he's living lives in all of these different realms he's fighting off a war while still trying to be a person at home i i just Mm -hmm. think his storyline is much more uh spider webby than sophie's is and I think right. that might be why it doesn't feel the same. Baby, that sounds gay to me. <laughs> I mean, if he is, that's great. That's yeah, great. A code switching between different identities, different aliases. I'm I'm projecting a lot onto this movie, so I apologize. <laughs> but <laughs> and if he is being a that's queer great. black man in America, I got like five different identities depending on who I'm talking to. So, I don't know. Well, if you're right, and he is. <laughs> I'm serious. Like, well, Why do you keep laughing like, every time I talk? Because I'm fucking nervous. <laughs> <laughs> All of us were like, which one do I get? <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, if you're right, and that's the case, that's okay. And that works for me because Turnip Head Prince Boy will come back, like Josh says. And he and Sophie can be together later. Yeah, hearts change. Oh, he's coming back for how? <laughs> I mean, who who cast the spell on Turnip Head? He doesn't remember. Big. It was how. It was how. They had a breakup. Interesting. Now hold on, because why? He's always near the castle. He's always near the castle. Mm-hmm. When he and pops he, up, and he was in the wastes, and he seems to know how the castle operates and his way around the castle. And baby, when he transforms, he is fabulous. I know it seems like I'm making a mockery of this episode, but I promise you I am not. This really, like, I understand what you're saying, and I <laughs> I can go with you, but I feel like this episode has now kind of turned into Howl's Moving Castle fan fiction. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to drop it. I'm going to drop it. I'm going to drop it. <laughs> but I like it. I like your point of view. I do. Um, okay. Can we talk? We talked a little bit about Turnip Head 
then let's talk about the other side characters. We have Calcifer. We have... Well, go ahead, Josh. Talk about Calcifer, because that was your favorite I part. fucking love Calcifer, because it's Billy Crystal. I don't know how he plays in the sub, but he's, it, it, he's classic, just snappy Billy Crystal. After his first line, I paused it to look up if it was actually Billy Crystal or someone doing a Billy Crystal impression. <laughs> that, the whole time. And I think it fucking works. You're already making so many concessions about this world and, like, the people in it and, like, Howell is is brooding Christian Bale in this. And so, like, yeah, fuck yeah, this fire demon who's definitely not a fire demon is just kind of this snappy little wisecracking 60-year-old dude. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's so interesting because I never, I mean, listening, obviously, with the subtitles, it's just such a different characterization. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, what kind of vibe does he give off in the sub? Kind of whiny. Olaf. Yeah, that's perfect. Hmm. Okay, that's what I what I yeah, think. just kind of like whiny and almost not annoying, but not annoyingly whiny. Just what's very, his name like, from Beauty and the Beast? Wufu. Like just like yeah. a sidekick that just always has something to say. Yeah, very worried. I feel like, like that's how Billy Crystal is too. I mean, just he a was very more Spitfire. He was very more Mike. He was he was very much Mike Wazowski, at least to me. Just same yeah, same way. Yes, a little more tempered though, I think. Yeah, yeah, Mike Wazowski without the <laughs> without the fiery temper, without the shtick. <laughs> um, can I talk about my favorite side character? It's Lil Heen, Aww. the wheezing pup pup with bird legs. I love I love him. I could literally do an hour long podcast about why I think he is the perfect little side character. I love him so much. I love that they make the choice to never have him bark, but just have him kind of <gasps> throughout the whole movie. He just like wheezes. And I think it's the cutest thing in the world. That's like one of my favorite things in Miyazaki films is the little sidekicks. And Heen is this <laughs> grumpy looking, hairy, sad, chicken legged little love muffin i love him so much <laughs> the misdirect of him not being howl was really so good. good especially after she carries him up all the steps and he's yeah. so cute he's so cute mella who's your favorite side character mm, i mean i definitely hate because he's a little pup i mean i really liked the scarecrow i really liked him mm-hmm. like so much so that i would take out the witch of the waist and just have him <laughs> in it more yeah i don't know i just think she can like get in there do her bidding and then bounce i feel like she doesn't need this whole storyline she's literally in the whole movie and it just doesn't really make sense for me she feels to me like her her presence in this movie after her transformation feels like the big baby and spirited away becoming the mouse the she and Heen feel like the mouse and the bird in Spirited Away. Those kind of like, uh, what's the, glumphine. Like glumphine silly sidekicks to kind of lighten up what's happening around them. Right. So I don't mind her. I don't mind her. And she's voiced by Lauren Bacall. So. That I didn't know she knew Japanese, dude. Well, in ours, she was voiced by Lauren Bacall, so how do we not love it? That is pretty cool. I'm kind of with Mel, though, like, she had funny moments, like, when she goes, 
pretty fire. Like nonstop. <laughs> it's it's pretty funny. And her like was funny, but from a storytelling standpoint, once she cast the spell, you could take her out of the whole movie and it would be the same. I guess she is the reason that Sophie poured water onto Calcifer, but even then, if that didn't happen, it would still kind of be the same. She would still have to figure out that she needs to put the heart into Howl. So, like, I thought it was more, again, going back to the the anti-war sentiment of the whole film. I thought it was more like this is all happening around us, and no matter like what our past was, no matter what you did to me or what I did to you or what spells you cast, like Sophie has to take all these people in and, and make sure that they're safe. As soon, like as close mm-hmm. when the war gets as close as it does, she's just kind of like, okay, everybody into the like castle, a, a refugee gotta, allegory. Yeah, and I got to take care of you, even though you cast this fucking spell on me and my hair's white now. But <laughs> I know nothing has made me want gray hair more than her short, cute gray hair. Cute, very cute. Her, her weave ripped up. <laughs> so, at what point does she become young again? So this, it's very fluid i think throughout the movie in the story sophie has magical powers that she kind of discovers through the book i expected that to happen and it's it's evident in the movie that there's something magical about her a lot of theories i've seen online are the things that she touches or that she becomes uh paired with have a change or get fixed or uh, elevate in some way like she saves calcifer by feeding him her hair and the change that happens in um markle and howell because the house is now tidied up like it's less chaotic and crazy a lot of what i saw online theorizing about her age shifts is when she is closest to her truest, most authentic self and like being honest is when the old lady facade kind of melts away. That's why when she's asleep um, and Howell looks in on her, she's fully young with her black hair. Like it's her laying in the bed um, because she is, completely authentically you know no guard up at that point and then there are people who say the more she falls in love with Howell and reveals that that's when like her younger self comes out because she's revealing her innermost thoughts and feelings I don't know I I just kind of go with it yeah there's that there's that moment with Solomon that she like gets really passionate and like flashes to young Sophie really quick and then Solomon's like oh you're in love with Howell Mm -hmm. so like I can see how that that gets supported can we talk about the castle really quick before we wrap things up the animation of it it's one of my favorite pieces of animation ever I, I feel like every time you watch it you can focus in on a different part of the castle and watch it's how it works how it moves it's like a real living breathing entity Mm-hmm. it is really cool I loved it. yeah i think it's it is great. something that like at first like just i've seen like pictures of it before and i'm like is it like scary you know and it kind of is that like 
spooky-esque type of thing. And it has like a mouth and a tongue and eyes, but then nothing about it is. Like it's a it's a cozy home once you go inside. And I, I just, I think that's a nice reveal because you think, I don't know, sometimes I think castle and I always think like dark and dreary, which is what you get from the outside. And then once you go in, even when it was dirty before she started cleaning it, it was still cozy. There's a fire and the wooden floors and the wooden chairs. And then once she, she cleans it, it's like, oh, it's like a little cottage home. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess any last is- comments, any last grievances anyone wants to air? I don't know. I guess another another weird moment that seemed like kind of not. I don't know if it was unnecessary, but like I don't know if we needed that was Sophie's mom coming back real quick and being blackmailed, or like her husband being held hostage or whatever. Yeah, that was kind of strange. Like to the point where I forgot that she had a mom. Because it was like, okay, was that to draw Sophie out? Oh, I, oh, that's right. That she gave her the package with a tracking thing in it that the witch discovered and killed, and then smoked. The fattest spliff I've ever seen. That's why you did it. (laughs) Chiefy, you know? Um, Markle's my favorite character, and I think he's like the unsung hero of the whole movie. Yeah. He's holding down the fort. The beard shit is so good. (laughs) Yeah, the beard is great. He's like, ah, here we go. It's such a great introduction to a character. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I loved the, uh, I loved the voice work. I loved the animation. I, he was my favorite. Yeah, was little cool. little kid Josh Hutcherson crushes it. He's so good. That's adorable. I would have. I kind of do want to watch. I'm happy that I watched subtitled, but I kind of want to hear this voice cast as well. But now I want to go watch the sub of it. So at least just fast forward to the castle scene so you can hear Billy and Josh and Christian. Well, actually, but then there's also. Jenna. Uh, there's also Jen. There's also Jean and Blythe Danner. And you just guess we'll watch it again. Tune in next week for the opposite takes. <laughs> on. <laughs> Dave Ramsden Art, thank you so much for requesting this movie. This was way more positive than I expected it to be today. Mm. Um, so, who wants to play a game? Uh-oh. Me. Oh, fuck. <laughs> All right, everyone, gird your loins. Riddle me this. It don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. I despise guessing games. Come on, boy. Boy, play with me. Riddle me that. Okay, this is done. I don't know if I'm going to do this. I don't think I'm going to do this. This would have been a better game, but oh well. You know what? No, I am. Just to torture you all a little bit. No debating. No pondering this is a rapid fire whatever it's a versus there's four rounds of it disney versus miyazaki sidekicks damn all right well we're just jumping into it okay Okay. fuck okay ready yeah oh my god no wait so wait sorry i was like spacing out we just launched in the rules so (laughs) whoa damn it (laughs) just like you're gonna say two and we're just gonna like go yep Rapid fire, Josh. Rapid fire. Okay. Be- better, like, theatrically or would nope. win on a fight? No. Here, he go. Here he go. Here he go. Your gut, Josh. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> Ready? Wait, how do we win? Flounder from Little Mermaid versus Gigi from Kiki's Delivery Service. Gigi. 
For sure. Flounder. Flounder. GG. Abu versus Turniphead. Fuck you. Abu. Period. He from the streets. He got little hands. No explanations, Mello. Abu. (laughs) He's got little hands. Rashawn, go. I plead the fifth. No. You have Abu. Abu. Just say Abu. Turniphead. 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 Sebastian versus Calcifer. Sebastian. Sebastian. English dub Calcifer. <laughs> Last one. Zazu versus Lynn from Spirited Away. Zazu. 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 Which Zazu? John Oliver? No, it doesn't matter. Zazu. Josh, you are so annoying. I don't like this. I want I want to win. There's nothing to win. I just wanted you all to sweat a little before we got into the game. Okay. That wasn't oh. the game. Uh. so for my game today we're playing master of disguise so because sophie was in a disguise for the majority of the movie she was under the curse that made her an old lady i went through some movies and i found other people who were in disguises i'm going to give you three parts of their disguise and you have to give me a character and the movie that it's from. Got it? If you get it from the first clue, you get three points. If you get it from the second clue, you get two points. If you get it from the last clue, you get one point. Your first disguisee, a prison guard uniform. These are not cinephile movies, they're just movies. Just movies. movies. Jesus Christ. A gurney. Rashawn. Oh, no, that's wrong. Why I raised my hand, that's wrong. Last one. Uh, 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 uh. Josh. Hannibal Lecter. From? Uh, ah. That is correct. Let's fucking go, dude. Two points for Josh. Congratulations, Josh. I should have said it. <laughs> Your next disguise is a blue sweater. A feather duster. Oh. Rashan. Mrs. Doubtfire. What's the character oh, Robin, name? Robin Williams. Uh, Mrs. Doubtfire <laughs> isn't her name? That's no, that's the disguise name. No, I don't. Do I get those two points, though? I might give you one. <laughs> give me them two points, though. Can you give uh, me Mrs. Doubtfire's first <laughs> name and I'll give you two points? I can give the first name. Okay, Josh. So do I get one point for the first name? Yes. It's Daniel, right? Yeah. Nice job. Thank you. I can hear Sally Field saying it. <laughs> Daniel, your next disguise. There are two people for this one. Mini skirts. Or Sean? White chicks. That is correct. You son of a <laughs> <laughs> oh, what fuck. are their names? Marcus and Sean. Marcus and fuck. Fuck. I don't know. Marcus is correct. White chicks is correct. Can anyone give me the other brother's name? No. No. Is it Jay? No. It is Kevin. Marcus and Kevin. I think that's at least two points, right? Yeah, I give him two. Okay. Marcus? Your next disguise is a 
Aegean sword. Say that again? Aegean sword. I don't know if I'm saying it right. Sorry. Armor. Right here. M- uh, Mela. Mulan is right. <laughs> <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> <laughs> From what movie? From Mulan. That is correct. Fa Mulan. This episode has fallen apart on me. I'm so sorry. (laughs) That's your payback for that wild shit you just pulled before this game. That was chaotic. (laughs) Your next disguise? Blue eyeshadow. Josh? uh, One of the dead bodies in My Girl. No. I'm deducting a point for that. No! Blue <laughs> I'm not. Deserve. I'm not. Blue eye- hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Blue eyeshadow? I'm moving That's on. Not a, a flowy okay. green dress. You're going to be so mad. You're all going to be so mad. Mela. Is it Tu Wong Fu? It is not Tu Wong Fu. A green dress. <laughs> Josh. Is it Wild Wild West? It is not Wild Wild West. That's a good guess. That is a good guess. Last clue. Yep. Full curly hair. What do you mean full? (laughs) Just very curly. Just like curly blue. It's got to be a dude in a dress. Like I'm convinced it's a dude in a dress. Okay. It's a dude in a dress, but they are Uh not currently a dude. (laughs) Huh? (laughs) <laughs> was that supposed to clarify it <laughs> it's an animated movie and it's a dude but they are not currently a dude in the movie <laughs> in, this, uh, in this part uh, of the movie josh it's fucking is it aladdin <laughs> it's Cusco from the emperor's new group <laughs> <laughs> oh my god okay there's a little day Three more? Three more. Whew. A wand. Mella. Voldemort. No. Tom Riddle. Aww. Roshan. Hermione. Uh, or Bellatrix. No. Well, you're right. It's Hermione. From which Harry uh, Potter movie? That is Deathly Hollows Part 1. I'm going to give it to you, but I was going for cat hair Hermione in Chamber of Secrets. Uh, but I am gonna give it to you because that one is a very good disguise. What is she talking? What? 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 <laughs> she drinks the polyjuice to break into Gringotts mm. as Bellatrix. Y'all are some That's- fucking nerds, dude. <laughs> how the fuck do you remember this shit? <laughs> because Helena is so good as Hermione being so Bellatrix. Good. So good. Okay, two more. A wispy mustache. Can you define wispy? <laughs> For my like, no. I see just <laughs> thin, thin and wispy. Thin. Hold on. Mm. Go ahead. Me. Oh. Mella. Little rascals. No. That's fucking good, <laughs> good though. though. That's funny. It's a binder, like for boobs. Mm-hmm. Oh. <gasps> Me. Mella. Um, Amanda Bynes. No. There's no mustache. Dude, what the fuck, man? Some little bowl cut. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you had a little She's the man. Is it, is it? Oh, oh. Is it? Rashawn. It's Rashawn. Viola. From? 
Shakespeare in Love. That is Can we correct. Get, oh, her name is. I thought you were talking about Viola Davis. I was like, which role? <laughs> <laughs> I also went there. Last disguise. Okay. An old timey dress. What? 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 What period? <laughs> old. Old timey. Old timey. A granny wig. This could be any character pretending to be an old lady. Mm-hmm. It's like- the little rascals again. <laughs> <laughs> um, the trench Dana, Dana Carvey in The Master of Disguise. No. Last one. A butcher knife. Or Sean. Mother? <laughs> Anthony, Anthony Perkins? What's his name? Or oh, Norman Bates, sorry. <laughs> yes. From? <laughs> Psycho. That is correct. Uh, Rashawn swept... Master of Disguise. I was doing great at the beginning. Hello? You got three points. Mela got two points. Hey. Rashawn got nine points. (laughs) I got, I had to have gotten at least four. You got three, my sweet. Suck it. (laughs) (laughs) I knew Mrs. Doubtfire's name, so. Daniel Doubtfire. (laughs) It was Daniel Daniel C. Doubtfire. (laughs) Daniel Delphire. Uh, all right. Congratulations, Rashawn. Wrapping things up, I think we can all agree that this was a much easier episode than Spirited Away was. Howl's Moving Castle may be a little more viewer friendly than Spirited Away. I think we can all agree that whether you're watching the sub or the dub, both voice casts do an amazing job of encapsulating these characters. And I think we can all agree that we needed more turnip head in this movie. Mm-hmm. More turnip head. We end each episode with a quick round of six degrees of separation, connecting an actor from this week's movie to an actor from next week's movie. So, who can find the fastest connection between Emily Mortimer? And Paul Giamatti. <laughs> can I get Fucking can crazy. I get a Emily Mortimer movie, please? I don't even know who this is. Okay. Scream three. I should not have given that to you. This is how I got it. Jesus. Wow. No Take editing it. necessary. Emily Mortimer is it, wait to who? Paul, Paul Giamatti. Giamatti. Paul Giamatti. Yes. Emily Mortimer is in Scream 3 with Leah Scriber, who is in The Manchurian Candidate with Meryl Streep, who is in August Osage County with Julia Roberts, who is in My Best Friend's Wedding with Paul Giamatti. Bye. done, Rashawn. <laughs> <laughs> it is Rashawn's night tonight, my Damn. friends. No, it is my night it was my night because this went very nicely. There was minimal bullying. I was very... I love you. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to come for me in the streets. <laughs> You're going to get jumped by a lot of bees. <laughs> Let it go. Dave Ramsden Art, um, thank you so much for reaching out. Thank you so much for requesting this movie. Um in our conversation, you said you are not very good at self-promotion, so I'm going to promote you for a second. 
Dave Ramsden Art on Instagram. This person is an absolutely incredible artist. They post their work on Instagram, their paintings, their art, and it is absolutely stunning. Please go give them a follow um, and show their artwork uh, some love because they are incredibly talented. Thank you, Dave Ramsden Art, for listening and following along with us. We love you so much. And that is it for this week's episode of When Cinephiles Attack. As always, we'd appreciate it if you like, subscribed, uh, rated us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Good Pods. You can find this in all of our episodes on Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at CinephileAttack. And if you have a suggestion for a new episode, or if you just want to show some love, you can always email us at whencinephilesattack at gmail.com. From Lacey. Mella. Josh. And Rashawn. Everybody, hop in the castle. It's time to go. (laughs) (laughs) The classic line. Favorite line. (laughs) Great great blockbuster round. (laughs) Time to go. Oh, how (laughs) about it? Jesus. I'm tired.